2: Dick and Kristen what's happening Hi,
0: Hi Kimberly. Kimberly Good morning. How's it going?
1: So far so good for us. Uh, How's are... it
0: going for you? Yeah. I know you're you're doing August, so how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. I'll tell you, the
2: second trimester is like the honeymoon period. (laughs) so (laughs) much better than what I've heard. Um, I mean, one was tough, and three I've heard can be a lot. But we're feeling good right now.
1: I hear three, uh, well, according to my wife, who is Kristen. uh, Three is just the time you're like, all right, this is fun. We need to go. We can be done with this now.
2: (laughs) I know. I will say, y'all, like, I'm 5'3", right? So I'm pretty short. And this whole, I'm like, my torso is so little. I'm like, where's this going to go? We still have three months. Where's this all going to go? I'm out, so Out, Kimberly. Out. I
0: know. It's already out. Yeah, right? <laughs> did you have a rough yeah. first semester? Like, did you have morning sickness or anything?
2: I did. Ugh. And I think I, I definitely underestimated what that was going to be. I think the kingpin moment for me, Johnny and my husband came into the living room one day. I was on the couch. And he goes, uh, can I make you some pumpernickel toast? <laughs> and I don't know what it was about the word pumpernickel, but it sent me running ah! to the bathroom. And it was just like sort of these weird like food, but like verbal triggers like that. It
0: was That's so weird. amazing.
1: Yeah, Kristen yeah. Uh, was pregnant, obviously, and yes. you, you didn't have any cravings, right? So you have No, any, no any...
0: cravings, but I did have um, a morning sickness a little bit. Okay. So you know, I, I feel you. Are you
1: eating weird things?
0: Not really.
2: I just, we are having a boy. Oh, um, And he's coming late August, but I knew that we were having a boy because, counter to what I usually crave, I was craving, like, chips and salsa day and <laughs> night. And I told Johnny, I was like, this is not a girl. This is a, this is a little <laughs> boy, 100%.
0: That's so awesome. Well, you've got so many exciting things coming up. Obviously, the baby, which is the big one. Yeah. Um, but also, probably just as big, creatively, your baby, Bloom comes out in June.
2: Yes. I mean, we're birthing these two things at the same time, <laughs> yeah. um, which which honestly feels super empowering for me because one of the decisions that I made early in my career, I thought, you know, I'm going to have to choose between these two things. I'm not really sure. I couldn't see at that moment how like life and music were to intersect in a way that I got to do all the things that I was dreaming about, you know, so it feels super empowering um, to do them both at the same time.
1: And you just got, you know, done doing a solo performance at the Opry over the weekend. Uh, like, I know that when I'm without my partner, there is like a different set of skills that I have to tap into. Do you find out or do you find that you have to relearn how to perform as a solo artist after being in a group for so long?
2: You know, not as much performing. It definitely to like the the communication with a band. You know, because yeah. it's like we were siblings. We had toured together in TVP. um Reed was 10 years old. Neil was eight. I was 15 at our first show. So a lot of the music that happened live and as we would work up arrangements just sort of happened. And now it's like I'm communicating with band leaders and, and the guys in the band. And um, this girl, Lily May, who's been coming out and playing fiddle and singing, she's amazing. So it's like getting into a new form of a comfort zone with playing with folks that I hadn't played with before. But for my solo performance, I mean, I don't know. I feel more at home in my own skin now than, than maybe even ever before. And I think it has less to do with being a solo artist and more to do with, like I've added some commas to sister and daughter. I'm now like a wife and about to be a mother. And I don't know, I just feel really at home in my own skin at the moment.
0: That's great. That evolution of your personhood, is that what made you want to do If I Die Young part two?
2: Yes, I felt like I not only had a responsibility, um, but I was really compelled to tell the part two of the story. I mean, when I wrote the original version, it was by myself. I was at home in East Tennessee in my bedroom, just sort of daydreaming about the things that I was hoping for, you know, that I was wishing would come true in my life. But I was also sort of had this other uh, dichotomy because I was also like, but it's okay. You know, if it doesn't happen and it all ends here, I guess I've lived a lot of life and I'm loving as hard as I possibly can in this moment to come with part two and go from the girl that didn't die young over a decade later, look at these things that have come into my life. Um, I've gotten so much hard won wisdom from just living that I feel like I can speak to now. And it almost felt like I was Singing this back to that girl way back when to just go like, "Hey, hold on, keep your hope alive." So much is going to transpire for you over the next decade.
1: Yeah, and I know that the it seems a, a lot like the original, but there's a little more, I guess, upbeatness or happiness along with the new optimism, version. Yeah, maybe? yeah optimism. Yeah. yeah, that's so. Is that intentional, or did you just like? Uh, is Nick just, just reading have, into am it? Am I just like, yeah, making stuff up? <laughs>
2: no, there's there's a lot more optimism, but they're they're also musically. I mean, we made it faster. And we also moved the key a little bit higher because one thing that I always saw when we play this song live, like the crowd is there to party on. If I die, you know, like (laughs) they are wanting. It is not a somber moment in the set. It is like the biggest moment in the set. And so, even just musically with part two, I wanted to have something that felt like a celebration because I think that's how it has evolved over the years. And I wanted to give everybody, like, the right palette to do that.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's been 13 13 years since the original song. So what's different about the Kimberly now than the one that wrote it back then?
2: I think really summed up in the line, the new line at the end of the chorus, now I know there's no such thing as enough time. Um, And I think that that comes from like having more in this, I mean, this in a good way, having more to lose, you know, there've been so many of those things that were just dreams back then that have come true in country music, in my life, in the family that I'm building for myself. And, you know, even if I I live to be 150, I'm still going to feel like it's cut short um, (laughs) if it ends at that point. And I think that that comes from being just truly content and happy uh, with where I am in life.
1: And that's, I mean, that's great. And and as a first-time parent, are you going to let your kids get in the bit, or your kid get in the business?
2: Oh, I, I hope he's a crazy little creative spirit. You know, <laughs> we talk about that now. Like it's going to go one of two ways. And my husband um, plays guitar, and when I met him, he was in like this country punk rock band down in um, Austin, Texas, and he's a wild spirit. So I'm like, we're either going to have an accountant. <laughs> or we're gonna have you know an adrenaline junkie. On our head. Yeah. It could go either way. Well, I Nick and
0: no I had, the, yeah, we have the same conversation because obviously we're a married morning show, and our daughter, who's yeah. probably about to bur- burst into the room right now, is. Yeah. Um, it's like either she's gonna be really invested in the music business and radio, or she's gonna want to do the complete opposite. <laughs>
2: exactly. It's it's really a roll of the dice.
1: Well, thank you, Kimberly, for taking so much time and chatting with us. We really appreciate it. Congratulations on everything that you got going for you, and we can't wait to hear the full uh, EP in June.
2: Thank you so much, guys. It's so good talking to you. You too. Have a good day. See
1: you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. (laughs)